Oh, we're live. We're live. <laughs> Can't even tell I was in the shower two minutes ago. <laughs> this, this is how we do, and I love it so much. Um, so, Jess, I'm sharing to my personal page for the first time. So Whoa. I want to <laughs> say hi to my personal page. Jess and I have been doing this. I saw that she wrote. This is an 18th one. How was that even possible? Wait, what? <laughs> How is that possible? So we have 18 episodes and you've never shared it to your personal page. Well, that it's that it's already been 18. Like that's kind of <laughs> crazy to me that it's so happy 18 um, episodes to us. And oh my gosh, we should have a party at 25 or 21 or 29. <laughs> 21 when it's old enough to drink we should drink on our 21st episode we can have like mimosas or something oh my gosh we should totally do something like that that'd be so much fun so so i want to just say a quick shout out to my friends over on my feed who may be seeing this for the first time I was like, I need to start sharing this. I don't know why I haven't been. Um, so this is the Jess and Allison show with no name. This is my lovely friend, Jess. And um, she is a fabulous clutter coach. And we like to get on here every Friday and talk about all the ways that it's all related. Everything she coaches on, everything I coach on. And also we just come on here to honestly just hang out and have fun. It's the only and way we can maintain our friendship if we have like a, we have to not only have a date with each other, but we have to be like held publicly accountable. <laughs> we do have to be held publicly accountable. And, and we just needed a time where we could have guaranteed laughs. So we're like, why don't we just like create this in our schedule and carve it out? So that's what we do. This Friday is the show mornings. every Friday morning and I'll be sharing it every week now. So if you would like to join us, feel free. We always talk to people in the comments and we have so many wonderful people in this audience that we engage with the whole time. So that's a lot of fun. So welcome. To Sometimes we bring people onto person. the screen. It would actually would yeah. be nice to bring an Allison person onto the screen. That would Somebody be fun. you've never met before. <laughs> that would be so fun. Yeah, we like to do that. Um, you'll have to teach me how to do that. <laughs> Jess will send me the link and I will send it to you. If you feel like joining us live, there's, there's no pressure. We just have a lot of, um, <laughs> we just have a lot of conversation and it's just like a little, little chit chat. This is like, um, what I really would love to do in real life. This is what we build here <laughs> for now yes. until I can do it in real life. <laughs> oh my gosh. We need to take the show on the road. We need to like visit cities. <laughs> oh my gosh. That would be so much fun. How big do we have to be before we can like book like a venue? <laughs> I guess it depends on the venue, right? <laughs> I mean, we can do whatever we want. <laughs> you can meet us in like a cow stall, but like if you want to come to a real theater <laughs> with good acoustics, it's really we just have a following. <laughs> it's just a matter of marketing, right? Like it is. It we is. are. <laughs> We already know how to do that. So. Well, except for the fact that it's been 18 episodes before you shared this on your page. <laughs> I there, I wonder if there was like some subconscious stuff there too that, that was at play. <laughs> but I'm past it now, so we're good. <laughs> do you think if we booked a venue, like the like that would be the thing? You know how they say like if you spend the money, the money will come? Like if you book a venue, do the people just come? I mean, would people be like, what is this thing I've never heard of? I'm just going to show up. And then all of a sudden, because we booked the venue, like if you build it, they will come. If you book it, they will show up. Do you think that will happen? <laughs> Honestly, no. <laughs> Allison, there's only one way to find out. There is. <laughs> I mean... There's probably more than way one way, but I'm totally game to try it that way. <laughs> so a funny. small intimate theater, yes, exactly. <laughs> we'll we'll bring all groupies. That's a Margie, yes. Like a coffee house sized theater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I kind of feel like people it's I I'm learning interesting things about like places do look for content stuff. Like they do look for people to <laughs> to hold things that will gather people, right? So what if we're just one of those events? <laughs> I think they also look for people who will bring them money. 
Right. And I'm not sure where those people. <laughs> I'm not sure we are either. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Someday. I, need to, I mean, so Allison, right before our, like five minutes before we're supposed to go live, I get a text message on my watch that says, how do I share this to my page? And I'm, because <laughs> I'm in the shower at this point, <laughs> I'm like, trying to respond. <laughs> like the water is messing up my response. I'm like, I can't tell her I'm in the shower. Like, <laughs> I, I think it's, you guys, this is just so on par <laughs> with how this show runs. We literally, I'm, we'll like, I'll ask for the link and she'll send the link at the same time, almost every single time, two minutes before the show starts. <laughs> this is just how we do. It's fun. Thank you. I have to tell you, I want to, I'm going to share with you and your audience, the number one best thing that I have, have I, we haven't talked about this, right? How that I've ever done for my business. And the only reason that I can like sustain anything is that I, oh my God, I hear an echo. Okay, it's got not hear anything. Okay, good. So I, um, Wendy, who may or may not be watching us right now, kept telling me I needed to get in touch with her friend, Michelle, who owns awesomeoutsourcing.com. And finally, I was like, okay, I'm going to get in touch with Michelle. Like, chill out, relax. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Okay. That was the best bit of advice I've ever gotten from my whole entire business because Michelle runs a virtual assistant agency. She owns a virtual assistant agency and the virtual assistants are based in the Philippines and her mission is to lift people out of poverty, right? It's like this incredible mission and her team of virtual assistants is phenomenal. So Joanne, who is going to watch this probably later because she does all the behind the scenes stuff for me. Joanne is my virtual assistant and she's the one who schedules all of this every week. Thank goodness. Because Thank you, Joanne. <laughs> probably would not go on. <laughs> If you are looking for incredible virtual assistants, <clears throat> talk to Michelle. She's amazing. That's she awesome. also has like a fascinating story. She's like a stroke survivor. I mean, she, I mean, like the reason she started to outsource everything was because she needed to, and she's just brilliant at it. Um, awesomeoutsourcing.com. That's awesome. Plus, how amazing is her, her company name? <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> I, um, I've been accused of being a top shelf talker. Like I use way too many, um, like, you know, I use awesome to describe basically everything. And the true meaning of awesome is not because like, I can never be applied to a salad ever. Right. Like, <laughs> well, no. Okay. I need to understand what is a top shelf talker and what's the problem with calling a salad. Awesome. Okay. So a top <laughs> shelf talker, there's a comedian that talks about this. I can't remember who it is though, but anyway, there's a comedian that talks about top shelf talking, like where you, you know, you like describe everything with hyperbole. Right. So it's like, it was the most incredible, amazing, awesome experience. That is exactly how I talk, right? I only <laughs> use top shelf words. <laughs> and then there's like nowhere to go. There's no like, there's nowhere up, right? You can't like talk up after like, he says in his little skit, like after you've described a, a you know, a salad as amazing, like <laughs> what happens if something truly amazing happens? What word are you going to pull then? Right? So I don't I'm know. sorry, but I don't have a problem with this. Thank you. That's, <laughs> because, why, that's why we do the show. <laughs> yeah, because the thing is, I think if you are of the mindset where you can see things in that light so regularly, right, you're living so a pretty freaking awesome life and just continue as you are. And then when something is even more grandiose and you need to describe <laughs> it more, there are plenty of words in the English language and you just put a bunch of them together and it's fine. Right. Just keep adding <laughs> awesome words. <laughs> it's the more you string together, the more awesome it gets. And pour all the time. <laughs> <words in there. laughs> Um, Allison and I are now changing the name of the show to the awesome show with no name. <laughs> <laughs> the the Jess and Al, it's an awesome show with no name. I don't know. It doesn't quite, we're adding a lot of things there. It's already kind of long. Um, we'll come up with some other, the incredible show with no name. <laughs> we're just going to see. Okay. So here's the thing. I will say that sometimes people talk like that and it it's like, just like bugs me just a little bit because I'm like, I feel like you're kind of being fake about it. But I have never felt that from you. I am very genuine. You're just truly appreciating it. So, like, do it, girl. <laughs> Appreciate life. <laughs> the only time it's fake is if you say it really slow, like, wow, awesome. 
that's just good, good uh, tonal usage. <laughs> You're saying something totally different. Exactly. Not at all. <laughs> oh, good morning. Good morning, Susan. Good morning, Liz. Hi, everybody. Yay. Welcome aboard. I did not come with a list of anything to talk about. <laughs> So I was like, what should we talk about today? Okay. We need some topics, people. Pop some topics into the, uh, Pop into the comments topics. here. Pop some topics. Allison, we're preparing for our first in-person retreat soon. I'm so excited for you. I'm very excited too. Yeah. Tell me again. That's really soon, isn't it? Um, so I have a hard time with dates, but yeah, it's coming up really soon. <laughs> it's, uh, it's October. It's like the end of October. So, um, Oh, uh, yeah, that's really it. What happened to October also? Like, why are we halfway through it already? Oh, my gosh, I know. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out where September went. Well, it's also been really warm in upstate New York. Yeah. So it feels, I mean, not hot, but very unseasonably warm, which people mm -hmm. are like, this is great. But really, I'll tell you what happens when it gets unseasonably warm in the fall. The ticks come out, the bees come out, but they're like slow, but they're everywhere. The stink mm. bugs come out. Like, I don't feel yeah, like it's, it's a, yeah, it's gross, right? Like, if it's cold, <laughs> all that stuff doesn't come out. So, if it just what, stays like, what do you prefer? What's your favorite season? I was wondering if the choices were tick, stink bug, or bee. I was going to say <laughs> stink bug, obviously. Because, because I love the fall. I can't say that, like, we have a lot of stink bugs too, but our our ticks are not it's not like that necessarily here they all came out in the spring really bad but i haven't seen them much we get, yeah we get a little bit in the spring and a little bit in the fall um mostly i see them because one of our dogs lives in the brush apparently <laughs> <laughs> it's only ever in like brushy undergrowth and like nowhere else it comes home with like ticks everywhere it's anyway oh. um okay i don't really have a, f a favorite season I, I like having four seasons. I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And my favorite like feeling seasonally is the first snowfall. Like the first real snowfall is mm. my favorite seasonal event of the year. Cause mm. it feels so good. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's so bright. I just love like so everything is like beautiful. magical. Yeah. Yeah. Snow is so magical. It makes every landscape look so like it covers all of the garbage and mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> literally covered. And then it starts to melt and it's like the worst. And it's the worst. <laughs> it's the best for like this amount of time. Yeah, it's falling. It's amazing. And then you get all excited about the weather forecast. Like we're going to get a nor'easter, you know, whatever. It like almost never happens. Like it always deviates at the last second but when right. it does usually when they don't predict it it does right because mm -hmm. it had that last second deviation and then you know it's like three feet of snow and it feels oh it's amazing that's my favorite what's your three favorite feet of snow i we don't get that we've much never snow. had three feet two feet oh. <laughs> it's like wow it's like purpley shows up in other ways oh right 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 <laughs> just just clarifying i want to make sure that we're on the same we page. do occasionally get like 18 to 24 inches like that's because we live in a hill town mm -hmm. so that's awesome. Yeah. That's that's really big for us. We we got a really big snowfall last year, and it was it's still nowhere close to that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like a foot, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's it was good. good. It was it was really good for us. But um, I. That's funny. I kind of feel like I like the beginning of every season. Like I, I like that also with the snow, it's very magical. And then I get tired of it real fast. Um, I love fall when it's um, like all the colors like are all at once and it's just that perfect crisp air. But then that happens and it lasts for like a week. So fall also kind so of- that hasn't happened yet. And that's the thing that's frustrating me about this fall is that I feel, I, I, I I think that like we were supposed to be in touch with the seasons, right? There's like, that's a thing that I feel, mm. I feel connected to the seasons. And when it's not seasonal, it, it upsets every like aspect of my mm. spiritual being. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I get that. <laughs> You're like, what's going on right now? <laughs> I think that I just keep feeling like I'm like behind, like the older I get, the more behind I feel. I'm like, it's, it's actually fall, but like, is it really because this time went so fast that I feel like really out of sorts about it all. So I'm not, I don't quite feel like I'm missing that 
it hasn't felt very fall yet, but I do love all, I love the colors of fall. That's always been one of my favorite things. Yeah. I mean, it's also because it's been warm. We've had a weird fall foliage season. I don't know if you've mm. experienced that, but mm -hmm. it's colorful, but it's not like the normal, which may work out well for our retreat because it's a little more North from here. So it's possible. It'll still be, there'll still be some foliage. I don't know. That'd be cool. Yeah. No, I think it, there probably will be. Maybe. I don't know. Two weeks, That'd three, cool. five, one week. I don't know. What, what day is today? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm going to tell you, I, I, here's the thing. There is one fall activity that everyone loves and that I absolutely hate. And that is apple picking. Okay. I do not like apple picking at all. I like other people to pick apples for me, but you go to the <laughs> apple picking farms Everybody, it's like their quintessential like outing for the fall. So there's all these people there who never go outside, right? I mean, that might be an exaggeration, but who are yes, exactly. <laughs> They're just there to take pictures. There's bees everywhere because the apples fall down and there's you know, they open up and then there's bees everywhere. It smells like mushy apple, like whatever. It's just not enjoyable to me mm. at all. And then you have to carry the apples, which by the way are heavy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then also I'm always like is this a pesticide that's on top of my apple because it doesn't feel like an apple skin it feels a little like you know I'm like what's all this like, what are all these like sprayers around here is because they're spraying pesticides on my apple it makes me so paranoid and I'm like should we eat the apples should we not eat the apples I don't know but anyway that's my <laughs> thoughts have apple. you been apple picking a lot <laughs> have you <laughs> I have not I've been you like once in my life picking? I I I I don't do it. I, I've gone like, sucks. I mean, <laughs> like really young when I went and I don't remember it. I remember it being like, Oh, this is fun when we show up with like all the things and then you start and it's like, Oh, this is not so fun. <laughs> kind of well, like blueberry picking and strawberry picking. All the pay, like picking, all is, the picking. picking, you know, it's, it's hard work, right? It's like it it's manual labor. It's hard work. I, I don't mind the other stuff because I don't know. I just don't mind it as much, but do you not have apple orchards by you? Is that why you have never gone apple picking? I honestly think it's just because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I want to do events and stuff with my kids, but that's not one that I've ever been drawn to. Because you don't want to deal with bee stings or like, I you just know. know what it's going to actually be like with my what kids when I like? get there. It's going to be like you get there and it's exciting for five minutes and then you're I'm not going to go by myself. So if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this with my family. And then in five minutes in, I'm going to be like dragging my children and be like, why are we even here? And all the apples. <laughs> with all the apples. And you're not supposed to eat the apples, but everyone's eating the apples. And then you're like, oh, hide. <laughs> so funny. I've honestly had no desire to go apple picking. Yeah. Okay. Even worse than apple picking is the hayride to like pick the pumpkin. Okay. Being on the back of a wagon on top of hay is not comfortable. There is nothing comfortable about this ride. You're on hay in a wagon on mm -hmm. like a dirt, ruddy road up and down. I mean, you're sneezing. It's like that. That I love. I love oh. that. <laughs> Which part of it do you love? Is it the scratchy hay on your, on your calf muscles? Is it the... No uncomfortable seat like what where where are we going with this one it's the adventure it feels like an adventure that i don't actually have to do anything on <laughs> i just get to sit there and let us be on an adventure <laughs> huh it never felt adventurous to me it just felt plain uncomfortable <laughs> mm, yeah i i don't know i have always really loved the hay wagon stuff which is funny. But then you get out to the field and there's all these dead vines, you know, which doesn't feel good. I mean, that pumpkins look nice and all, but like, it's the end of the season. It's like brown, muddy, dead vines. It's like, oh, there's the pumpkin still on the vine that I now have to cut off. Like, <laughs> Margie's team, Allison. All right. Team comment in the in the comments. <laughs> Hey wagons, yes. Apple picking, no. <laughs> but I do love fall. Other than that, like I love walking in the woods on with like you know the bed of beautiful leaves when it's mm. quiet. Well, I guess I just don't like that like the activities that come with all this stuff. Do you think it's the activities, or do you think there's like a pressure to do the activities? 
Yeah, I mean, I think maybe it's both. And then there's sugar involved with everything, which really annoys me. Like you go apple picking and it's the apple cider donuts or the like candied apples. Or I mean, can't we just have an apple? Like, no, no we cannot just, we need all those things. <laughs> Please give me all of that. I do love apple cider donuts, but. Do you not eat sugar? Well, I just, I mean, I think sugar is like poison. So I feel. <laughs> so do I, and I still love it. Of course, everyone loves it. That's the poisonous part of it is that it's addictive poison. <laughs> but it feel, I feel like every holiday, oh, you guys are really getting my feelings today. Every holiday is about sugar, right? So, mm. and I don't know, tell me this, Allison, in your area. So when I was growing up, we would go to a parade and it would just be like a parade of cars and people walking and band members and whatever, and kids would be cheering and it was like super cute, whatever. Now... I live in a different spot. We go to the parade and it's like piles and piles of candy being thrown out. Like the kids only want to go to the parade for the candy. And I'm like, well, wow. we're honoring like people who died in wars to protect your freedom. And all you can think about is the candy, which I can't blame them because they're kids. Right. right. But why are we throwing candy at it every single parade? What is up with that? Maybe now I haven't been to a parade in a long time either. <laughs> I'm like, I do not recall this. <laughs> well, I don't go to praise anymore because I'm boycotting the sugar. <laughs> I'm boycotting the like hijacking of the actual holiday that we're supposed right. to be honoring. Right. And right. then they come home with all of this candy. What that's is this? How, honestly, that's like, how I feel about Halloween. <laughs> my my six-year-old is like, so we're going to go here and then we're going to go here. And then there's this other one. Every, I'm like, we can't have all of that candy <laughs> We'll do two of them. It's still going to be a ton of candy that's going to last until January. See, and I'm kind of more relaxed about Halloween. I don't love it. <laughs> but I like also nobody trick or treats here. So it's like, I mean, because we live like a quarter mile from the road up a hill. Well, I mean, nobody in their right mind would work that hard for a piece of candy when everyone else is like, no, easy. we don't. <laughs> right. Same here. We don't do that either. But it's the, it's the, all the sugar that's going to come into the house. And maybe this is my own, like, this is because this is, my thing like it's very hard for me to not be constantly reaching into their candy <laughs> yeah you gotta only take the ones that like give yourself a you know defined amount but see like halloween is about the candy all these other holidays are not about the candy but they make it about the candy like mm -hmm. again the memorial day parade should not be about the candy that's yeah that's weird one time yeah. a year halloween get the candy yeah. And then, of course, I take most of my kids' candy away anyways. <laughs> do you? How do you manage that? Well, when they were younger, um, we have an elf. We had an elf for Christmas. Who would mm -hmm. I, have, I don't do that. Okay. Well, the elf <laughs> is very good at eating candy. So the elf would always, you know. Oh, that's brilliant. Night would, the, you know, the elf would get into the candy and then be, like, sick in the toilet for, you know, the next 24 hours with the candy wrappers everywhere. So that was effective for quite some time. Oh my gosh. That is so smart. <laughs> I also just throw the candy out because <laughs> like I mean it's so much candy. They don't they don't I feel like that would be like I would not I, I care <laughs> more about my, my sanity of not dealing with the children who are like what happened to all my candy oh my gosh carol says sad jess just said <laughs> i know so miserable around here you know it does work as my kids are still really young so maybe this isn't the same for you but it's good um it's very good bribery motivation because i still don't really do allowance yet well, so it can be like oh well if you do this you do that then this is what you can have at lunchtime or whatever. See, as they've gotten older, I've gotten more lax with the candy because I feel like at some point they have to regulate themselves. And Stella is allergic to dairy, so she can't have most of the candy anyway. So that's like a blessing. Right? There you go. Um, and Anastasia now is she's just she doesn't want a lot of sugar anyway because it makes her feel so bad, you know. So she's nice. so they're they they self regulate pretty well now. I've I've really eased up, but when they were younger, it would drive me like all like every single. Like every week there's a holiday that we have to like give candy and cupcakes. And it's like, it's not special if it's all the time, right? There's nothing special. Mm. This is normal now. Mm -hmm. That's true. That makes me think of like 
and so I'm homeschooling my kids, so it's not the same this year, but it makes me think of like the way that birthdays are handled now and everybody brings in all these things to class. Do you do that? First, I need to say it before I say anything. <laughs> do you do that? <laughs> No. Um, in oh fact, my oh my gosh, I got into a uh, Facebook fight with another parent in <laughs> my kid's class once because for, I would bring in like giant fruit platters. I'm that parent, like, you know, like a man, and I would make it look really beautiful. Like, and That's the awesome. kids loved it. And so I took a picture of it when I, in like when Anastasia was in like second grade. So this is uh, seven, seven years ago, right? Eight years ago. <laughs> I took a picture of it and I posted it on my Facebook and I said, you know, see, kids don't need to have, I, I had like the, the before and the after and the after was a totally empty platter, right? The kids mm-hmm. ate all the fruit. I said, see, kids don't need sugar to enjoy a birthday celebration. And this, somebody took it personally, which I guess I could, I didn't, of course, intend it that way, but I could see if they brought in sugar for their kids, it might seem like I was personally insulting them. I wasn't, but um, man, it was like a massive, like it was like a, whole thing people are very emotionally attached to their but but then what happens is they have like the in-class celebration then you go to the like out of class celebration right so you have like it's like multiple it's not just one celebration it's multiple celebrations for one kid which is fine but when you have 25 kids in the class I mean let's do the math here that's 50 celebrations that's one a week again not special (laughs) (laughs) I just I just have this um such a, a little rebel inside of me. And I'm like, I am not bringing a whole party to the school. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, this is not necessary. We're going to have your birthday on your birthday and we'll do it and it'll be fine. But I'm just, I'm also like, I, I really appreciate people who, who can do that and who put on the whole thing. And like, even like the birthday parties that, you know, that people do for their kids that's just got all of it. I appreciate it. I really do appreciate it. I just have so much rebellion against it. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. You can't make me. It's hard. It's hard being a parent these days. Like if you take, if you believe that you want your kids to have something different, then other parents feel like you're like offending them or you're like upset with them or, you know, and it's, it's not about one person or one. It's about this whole general tradition of why are we giving our kids so like what yeah you're right two birthday three birthday parties actually so at the end of the day you have your in-class birthday party you have your and of course my kids are old now so we don't do this anymore but you have your like gymnastics birthday party you have your family birthday party right birthday parties it's a lot of birthday parties for every single birthday Uh uh-huh yeah and I do feel like there's this there's something I've been noticing it and I've been trying to figure out how, like, what do I, I want to do? I've been thinking about it, but there's been so much, like I raised my kids. Like I know that this is not just something that just came out of the blue. This is how we've been conditioning them, but they're so conditioned for stuff. And I'm like, what I really want to do is I really want to like eliminate like most of the stuff. I just want to go do things. I want to do events, but I know why it happens too. Like it's, it's so exciting to receive things and it's exciting for the other person when the other person's excited. Like there's, there's so much of that going on, but I'm like, how do I very gently detach us from this way of living? Because it's starting to make me crazy. Yeah. (laughs) There's a part of me that's like, can we just burn it all? Like, just like my coaching. Forget it all. (laughs) I know. I know. know. It's just like specifically with my kids though. It's like a hard it's so hard because I mean they, they see it everywhere and we totally do it also. I mean we're I know it's 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 like impossible. I saw the most brilliant meme today. Hold on. Um I just gotta get to it again. I'm gonna share it with you guys. <laughs> I love it. Okay. The White House warns supply chain shortages could lead Americans to discover the true meaning of Christmas this year. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I feel like I have been really like, you and I talk about this all the time. We talk about how like all the stuff and and how it's 
devalue like having so much stuff devalues the things that you have that was one of my favorite things you've ever said is like the more stuff you have the less value everything has Mm -hmm. and I've been really eliminating from my own life and now I feel like I'm in this place where I'm like okay how do I make everybody else eliminate because it's all part of my life and I just don't want it anymore yeah (laughs) good luck My my kids bring in so much stuff, especially Stella. Her room is like full. I mean, it's like I just bring stuff out, get rid of stuff. You know, I'm try try and be like Zen about it, but I definitely I, have an echo going on. I'm oh, do you? Echo, I yeah. I don't have an you echo. guys hear the echo? I don't hear an echo. Okay, well that's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, a light I, echo. <laughs> a light echo. <laughs> it's so annoying. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> All right now it's not there. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> oh, I wonder. I'm not hearing it on my end. Hmm. I don't know. There's an echo cancellation. I'm going to turn it off because maybe that's the problem. You just keep talking, Allison. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you know if I start hearing an echo. Sometimes <laughs> oh, oh no. no. Okay, I hear it now. Turn it off. Now it's on. <laughs> it's like last time you turned off the echo, echo cancellation, I started hearing a big one. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> Trying to talk quieter so the echo is quieter. <laughs> I will say though that I'm learning things that I'm the thing that I am teaching my kids is that I am teaching them how to declutter. And that's a thing I don't really feel like I ever really learned. So that's that's bonus. Like they totally it's, it's all about making it's really I mean it's just like with anything, it's all about making them feel their own stuff. So like if you're if you're going to choose to have a lot of stuff, you need to be the one feeling the effects of that and not other people managing it. So that's what I've kind of been leaning into more than anything now is like, okay, you can have this stuff, but like I'm not going to be the one managing it. I'm done managing people's stuff. Maybe that's really the point that I'm at. That's and that's like the brilliant way to get to, right? Yeah. I mean, but it's still you still get to a point where you're like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> so <laughs> so much stuff every single day." Stella, who's not in this house right now, she is always buying stuff. Like she just, she has her own money. She has her own stuff and she is always buying. And as much as I'm like, okay, we're, I told her we're taking a buying break until November 15th. And literally 15 minutes later, she's like, mom, I know we're on a buying break, (laughs) but (laughs) what kind of stuff is she buying? Everything. She buys everything. She buys art supplies. She buys crystals she buys she's like a massive etsy shopper she buys all this clothing shoes jewelry she wears so much jewelry every day i mean makeup like (laughs) all the things she loves buying things it's a well it's a real um (laughs) it's a real method of of it's not I don't know if coping is the right word, but it's, it's what we, we all do this. It's like a, a buffering thing. Sometimes, sometimes it's just like, this makes me feel really good to buy stuff. Like just the same reason we walk into the pantry when we're not hungry and we just want to eat. It's or pick up our phone and scroll through Facebook when we we're, there's nothing actually that we're wanting to do there. It's, it's an endorphin, right? She genuinely wants all this stuff. I mean, <laughs> she, but she's like, you know, I mean, okay. She's in middle school. Like, I think that's when you start to but there's like so much irony. So she tells me, she's like, mom, I manifested money. She said, I bought crystals. I set up a manifestation. And then like 15 minutes later, dad was like, Stella, here's some money. I'm like, okay. But then she's like, now I need to buy more crystals. I'm like, but if you manifested the money, don't you want to keep it? <laughs> so I can manifest even more. I'm like, mm. like, maybe. like I believe in manifestation totally. So then like at the fine line. Like, I don't know. <laughs> how, do I, how do I say this? <laughs> Amber said, um, my Virgo daughter does that too. Has so much trouble letting anything go. That's that's an interesting thing, actually. I, I do think that there are personality things with those different signs like that. So what comes after Leo? Because Stella's a, she's the last day of being Leo. So she's like a cusp Leo and then whatever. I don't know. I, I, I know it was like this much about all that. <laughs> I thought for many years that my sign was a water sign, but it turns out it's actually the water bearer, but it's an air sign. That was, that's very confusing to me. Why would you be bearing water if you're an air sign? <laughs> 
I really want to talk about this, but I just don't know anything about it. So like if anybody actually knows this stuff a lot, you want to come on the show. <laughs> All right. So apparently Stella is a cusp Virgo. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe it's the Virgo-ness in her that is just encouraging all this purchasing all the time. Whereas Anastasia has thousands of dollars stocked away. She will, like, will never, ever touch that money. She's saving up for two cars because she wants like an antique car and a regular car. Like, That's okay. <laughs> it's so funny how different we all are. That money, though, you're not going to want two cars. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. What's your personality type when it comes to spending? Are you more of a, a saver or a spender? Um, I'm, I, I think I'm like right in between. I don't, I buy stuff until I find the right thing. So I will like, and then once I find the right thing, I completely stop buying anything, right? So if I find the, I'll like buy 10 pairs of pants. And then once I find the one that fits, like I never look at other pants until, like I don't shop around. Like I just shop for the right thing. And then that's, but I have no problem like trying a bunch of things and spending mm -hmm. money to get to the right thing. But it's only like for that purpose. Once that purpose is met, uh, I don't buy anything else. That's it. I have like, I have like, 20 of these like tank tops <laughs> because they're amazing. They're the right thing. I've, I would never purchase another tank top because I found the right thing. That's so awesome. yeah, I'm kind of like that, but then I get sort of sucked in sometimes when I'm like, Oh, that's cute. And let me look at it. And then I'm like, I don't like, why am I spending the energy? <laughs> Cause it's never, it's never quite right. <laughs> I do have this like little bit of like FOMO that happens regularly when it comes to stuff. Cause I'm like, but what if I just don't have like that perfect thing yet? Because I've always been like that. I'm like, there is some perfect thing out there. And if I'm just like a perfect way of doing thing or a perfect item, I mean, that's just like part of my personality. And if I just look at all the options and know everything, then I will know have exactly the things that I want perfectly lined up. So that, uh, that's kind of a, are you a reviewer? I like I used to read reviews a lot and then I found out they were all BS. So now I just buy all the stuff and return what I, I return am a what reader. I <laughs> Yeah. So like don't read reviews because they're all lies. Thousands and thousands of them though? Yeah. Mm -hmm. How? How can that be? How are they all lies? Because so well, maybe on certain like on Amazon they are anyway. I don't know about on other websites, but like on Amazon, the, there's there have been these like Wall Street Journal investigations about how these companies actually find and target people who put bad reviews up and like harass them. First, they offer them a gift card or a refund or something, and then they start harassing them if they don't take the review down. So what? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I can share the link. I read all kinds of bad reviews, though. Well, <laughs> some people don't actually take them down, but those, I mean, there's way less bad reviews. Than, and also like the kids, when they, I noticed when they buy stuff on Amazon, oftentimes it comes with a gift card and it says this can be redeemed once you leave a positive review. Oh so yeah. It's, I mean, they're just buying positive reviews <laughs> when, when the item works. If it doesn't work in two weeks, it doesn't matter because they've already left the positive review. Mm. See, I look at that and I'm like, that's good marketing there. <laughs> I mean, it is good marketing, but it's not helpful for the for, for how much time we spend actually on reviews, right? Mm -hmm. That's true. I'm gonna find you the the link to the article. That's interesting. <laughs> okay, do you want to know what book I'm reading right now? Absolutely. Actually, I'm not sure what it's called, but <laughs> it's about the family that uh, marketed Valium and. Uh, Oxycontin and how because they had this massive lawsuit against them because of the whole opioid epidemic mm -hmm. and it's just fascinating talking about marketing they were the first company like they're a privately held family company they were the first company to actually market drugs to doctors in the 1950s brilliant wow okay wow. I'll tell you that's what crazy doing. what made you read that I'm just curious how do you pick your books <laughs> I like I, I I like history, yeah, and I'm interested in the I guess the influence of marketing into every area of our life, right? So mm -hmm. they also this family also had you know an in with the 
head of the FDA who then left the FDA to go work for that. I mean, there's like all these like gray yeah. areas. I'm interested in the gray areas of life. So, so am I. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really so very, I. I never look at the title of a book though. And then I never, it's called empire of pain. You never look at the title. No, I just, I, I mean, like, cause I read them on my Kindle. I never see the front. Oh, right. <laughs> I get, I have tried to read books on, um, on devices and I just don't like it. I never end up finishing them. See, and I don't like holding up books in bed. Cause it's like, really <laughs> <cool>. I mean, it's <laughs> but it's just so tangible. I'm such a tangible person. Right. Well, I mean, it is, but okay, hold on. Yeah. The, the <laughs> yeah. I also buy the, the audio book sometimes with the printed book. If I really like it, I'll go back and add the audio book so I can listen to it in the car and it mm -hmm. keeps the spot like across your device. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That is pretty cool. I like that. Okay. Yeah. It's a crazy story, Amy. I, it's unbelievable. And it all happened on Long Island. So. <laughs> there are, there is so much. I'm telling you, like, that's the kind of stuff. Does it make you frustrated, though, when you read and really actually know more about the gray areas? Because then I, it, it makes me like, I, I really enjoy it. And it feels like, okay, I like I'm knowing what's actually going on. I'm much more in tune with the truth of the reality of things. But then I feel frustrated because not everybody knows it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not a complex person, <laughs> but also I'm like, there's a lot more going on guys. And you know, then I get frustrated. I think it like strengthens my, like all of it strengthens my ability to say no to things. Cause I'm like, okay, mm. so much of what we believe is it's opinion. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it's somebody's opinion. It's heavily influenced, but I also, I really love reading historical fiction as well. And I love reading about all of the European like kings and queens and the drama wow. with all of that. Um, and what I, you know, when you read about what would happen at like court, right? At like European court and people would just spread rumors and lies and that was the news. And it's like, you know what? This has been the same forever. Like what yeah. happens in our news now has happened for all of human history, we have always been manipulating things to benefit ourselves. And mm. I think that's a really good perspective. It's like, okay, so there's more to the story. And I I feel like it strengthens my reserve to like stick to my values and morals because, because I know more, right? Like I know mm -hmm. that there's more to this. I know enough to know that this is not all. Number one, there's no such thing as the truth, right? Mm -hmm. And number two... Like this story may be rewritten, you know, 75 years from now from another point of view. Like <laughs> we might be like taking down statues or like, you know, like changing Columbus Day to to better represent like where we are culturally. And and that's what, like that's just what it is. Human experience like it's it's not black or white. It's very mm -hmm. much gray. And so I, I really I, I think reading these stories strengthens my resolve to just kind of find my own truth and go with my own like gut feeling about things. Does that That's make sense? That's great. Totally. I love that. <laughs> and it's interesting how this stuff happens. I, I do, I find marketing fascinating. So I have always, so I, that's my background in my previous careers, <laughs> marketing, the graphic design side of it, um, the commercial side of it. So I, I know all of it pretty well. And I, you know, I've done a lot within Facebook ads and stuff, and I just know how it all works. And it's really wild. So it's wild. It's really I fascinating to me too. Somebody to think something. And I mean, that's what we do. We mm -hmm. manipulate people to believe what we want them to believe yep. every single day, right? Mm -hmm. We're at the water cooler at work. You're telling a story because you want to manipulate this person that you're talking to to believe something about you. Some like, you know, idea about you or something like that. Like mm. we are master manipulators and that's okay. That's, that's fine. But it's like, it's nice to know that that's what's happening. <laughs> oh my gosh. I could just so dive into philosophy with all of this. <laughs> I think the problem is when you fight it too much, right? Then you're like, well, this is not right. This is wrong. It's like, 
is it really is it really right or wrong what you know whenever because we have these massive communities that we run on on well i have these massive communities that i run on facebook and occasionally there will be some something that happens right because in any community there is arguments and whatever most now i will say our communities are so free from drama it's incredible but on the rare occasion that it does happen it's like or or with my kids right it's probably a better example when my children are fighting and they each have their side of the story, I'm like, I know that you believe your side and I know that you believe your side, but from my perspective, the truth is somewhere in the middle, right? So you got to give a little and you got to give a little, and we're going to come closer to the truth, right? Because no one's single story is not without some sort of personal manipulation of the facts to Mm -hmm. make them seem that I didn't make a face. She made a face. Like you probably did make a face, maybe not as an extreme face as your sister is saying that you made, but (laughs) (laughs) it's such a good example. (laughs) Yeah. You wouldn't be arguing if there were not some sort of negative energy between the two of you. (laughs) Right. Right. It got there somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so into the negative energy. I'm like, listen, uh, let's talk about tone again for the 15th time. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta listen to your own tone. Oh my goodness. That's, that's our version of it. Usually. Like and the, you know, like, you know it, they know it, they know it, but it's like, how many times does it, is it going to take before it's under it's all self-protection too? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not going to, admit to that or say that that's what all of this is like the manipulations that we do amongst ourselves it's all self-protection absolutely mm-hmm. i've been watching this thing on netflix the mary queen of scots story like okay. just highly dramatized by the way <laughs> but i mean and for you know back to the european court right everyone was just trying to stay alive right. <laughs> They literally did not want their heads cut off. So they had to lie and lie and lie or die. Like <laughs> this, is, this just feels so much like the description of, of what life feels like, doesn't it? And siblings too, right? And they were all fighting yeah. and lying about their own siblings. But I can see in children how that would happen. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 It's always the fear of the danger, the fear of punishment, fear of death in those times. Right. Some people still live in those kinds of conditions. So, yeah. yeah. You got to do what you got to do. Well, that's fascinating. I'm not quite sure where to go with it. I know. (laughs) Yeah. I think I guess the point is all this stuff in our life and everything there's a lot of other stories and a lot of other, like what you're seeing, you know, this is what I coach on all the time. What you see at the store is one small little bit of the story of that thing, right? There's so much more. Like by the time you bring something into your life and you're consuming it, it's in the fourth phase of its five phase life cycle. You did not see the raw materials being extracted. You did not see the item being put together, being produced in a factory. You did not see it being shipped here. Like all you're seeing, it's new to you, but it's almost done. It's a, it's being consumed now. The next next part is disposal, right? So there's so much more to the story than just, have you ever heard that story about um, a woman in, I think she was in California and she ordered stuff from the internet for her daughter's birthday party. And inside of one of the decorations was a note from a prisoner that said, please help me. Right. So like there was a, a a Chinese prisoner who was making these products because a lot of, well, you can go and (laughs) you search this yourself friends, but in China, a lot of prisoners are involved in the manufacturing process. And Mm -hmm. so the woman was, you know, getting the decorations out and she found this note for help inside these decorations. And it, it turned into like her mission to kind of bring awareness right to the truth about how your stuff is being produced wow is there like where we what happened (laughs) i'm actually i'm not sure what the end result is uh hold on i'll find a link for that too (laughs) like you you can't tell me just the beginning of that story (laughs) okay night okay note from chinese factory worker um there okay there's actually quite a few of these like things that have happened 
Um, okay, a note in a Walmart purse from a prisoner in China, in a Chinese factory. There's a lot of these. So you can find many of these stories, but I'll drop this one that I found into the links here. It's just, there's always more to the story. That's There's always, always. that's, there's always that's more to the story. And that's true, just like across the board. That's also something that I tell all my people. There's just always more to the story. And we always have it in this and through our own perspectives and our own filters and our own ideas and our own personal experience. But there's just so much more all the time in everything. It's like when you come across somebody and they're in a bad mood and you've never met them before and you make all of these assumptions, like there's more to their story. It's not just, it's not about you. It's about them. Like they're in a bad mood for a reason. There's more to their story. You have no idea what's going on. Right. Just give them the benefit of the doubt. Right. Like try and make their life better, not worse. That's such a lost art, the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. But it makes, it's not like, it's like, I think it's our protective nature again that is always keeping us from that because it's like, well, I have to like be on the defense. Right. I have right. to have my, my armor up. I have to like protect myself. I got to watch out and be ready. And it's just like, I mean, if you're always, <laughs> this is what I tell my people too, if you're always putting your feelings outside of you and other people's circles and other circumstances, then yeah, I understand why you have to do that because like you have no control over how you're feeling. But when you realize that, you actually are in charge of and, and have all the authority over how you're feeling within yourself, then there's all that space. There's so much space for generosity for other people and whatever they're going through and whatever they're dealing with. And even when they say things to you and interact with you in ways that you don't like, there's just, there's room for it because you're not at the mercy of it with how you are within yourself. <laughs> Sometimes my kids say to me, I know that they're struggling on the inside, but they're being very mean. <laughs> Because for so Aww. many years, I've been like, if somebody's mean to you, it's, they're struggling on the inside. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Aww. right. But it's also like, it's, it's hard for them to be nice. Well, yeah. so, there's always that, like one kid in school who's mean, mm-hmm. to, like the mean, like to your child for, you know, and it's maybe so it's also mean to somebody else. You never hear that side of it. Right? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Kids, kids don't really have they're in the process of learning the capacity that they have to be, you know, in control of their own feelings too. And they don't have a fully formed brain. So some of the stuff that what's going on in their households, right? So if a child shows up and is mean to you, they had a rough morning. Like maybe things are not very good in their house right now. Like I Mm -hmm. know that it doesn't feel good to be on the receiving end of that, but there's more to the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it also, so it's funny because, um, my daughter leans toward the spectrum of like, well, then I like I want to make them be like my friend and be happy with me. And like, you know, <laughs> the side of people pleasing codependency that it's, I don't know where she gets that from. <laughs> where does she get that from? <laughs> Only me, 100% me. So then um, so then for me, it's been really interesting to have these conversations because it's like you can be generous towards people and and let them you know be in whatever's going on with them and also not have to fix it like you don't have to make their thoughts be like happy towards you you don't have to be friends you don't have to like it's fine it's fine for it to just be like okay that's you over there and me over here and it doesn't make you unkind either so there's like both those sides of the spectrums i think depending on the kind of personality that you're dealing with it's yeah, personalities difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we so so many different personalities? Isn't it crazy how how this blows my mind? I say this all the time, but I just I'll never get over it. The fact that there are so many people on this planet, and we are all specifically unique. Like, yeah, we have like similarities in our personalities, and like it's really fun to be like, okay, oh, you do that too. We're we're like in this like club that we both have the same kinds of issues and stuff but really we're all just a hundred percent our own unique personality like things going on inside of our own world and with our own experiences that interact with our personalities and our wirings and just blows my mind yeah so cool totally so cool sometimes i think that we are just uniquely the same (laughs) 
so you we have difference, and that's what makes us all the same. <laughs> we have all like these same strands of things, but then the way that information works within it, each of us, right? It's like just even the fact that even someone who can look a lot like you, it's they still don't look just like you. Just even that is crazy. It's this. It's the same in how all of those pieces kind of fit together. One hundred percent. It's fascinating. Yeah. That's why we do this work. <laughs> it's fascinating. It's so fascinating. That's exactly why I do this. <laughs> so cool. Oh. Um, about like on just on that little note there, I think I have a very generic looking face because people all the time are like, "I think I know you. Have we met before?" I'm like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> So I, decided, I must have a very generic look to me because I, everywhere I go, people are like, do I know you? Like, have I met you before? Maybe you look like someone famous. I don't know. Maybe do not. I? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I'm not famous. I don't I, like, I never follow pop culture. So I have no, I don't really have like no pop cultural references to anything. And I just have to, lie I lie I'm like oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god look you just brought a full circle <laughs> pretend that I know what you're talking about I have no like how idea. we manipulate our circumstances <laughs> I don't know anything about who this singer is or who this celebrity is I've never seen a Kardashian in my life like <laughs> so funny so if anybody knows that Jess looks like somebody famous will you please put it in the comments <laughs> I just think I'm actually generic looking. That's, that's, that's it. Like I look mm. like somebody that you probably met like five years ago. <laughs> such a funny way of saying that. Oh, I love it. But well, since we've been doing podcasts and I have more of like a visual thing. Now, sometimes I do think some people like actually have seen my podcast or something like that. And probably, or like follow, like, especially locally. Cause you know, I had a pretty good local following in the beginning because sometimes people are very familiar with me, <laughs> but I get that because like the bloggers and YouTubers and whatever that I follow, I really feel like I know them very well. They've right. never seen me ever. <laughs> Do you? Okay. So this is like a, a random little thought. I have this fear of all these people that I've met because I have, I know so many people online now. I have this fear that I'm going to meet them in person. I'm not going to know them. Plus, well, I were doing name tags for our retreat. <laughs> I'd be like so confused because I've only seen you in this one dimension. <laughs> right. No, that's why we're doing name. Oh my gosh. So when I met Meredith, like another one of the coaches in our program in person after working with her for years and years and years, hello, she is so tall. Like, <laughs> I am so short. I was like, I never pictured you this tall. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bizarre. It's so disorienting. Yes. That's yes. Funny. Yeah. But then also I meet people who I've worked with now. Like I met Gina, right? I, Gina and I have been working together for two years, almost well, one, one and a half years, but like every single day I talk to Gina seven days a week, every single day. Right. I never met her until like a month ago. And it was just like, I, I mean, it was exactly the same as like mm -hmm. working with her every day. There was no like, like, Oh yeah. Like it wasn't like, Oh my God. It was like, this is just another yeah, conversation. That we're having. I love that. I think that's how it would be if you and I met in person. Yes. I think so too. <laughs> She's like, yeah, of course. Yep. Yeah. I agree. I love it. All right. We're getting to the end of our right. hour. We, we, need are. we need a name. All right. Fans, people, audience. <laughs> we we lost you. a lot of people this time. <laughs> Sorry if we were boring. <laughs> That's good. Good information. <laughs> if you have anything you want us to talk about, please drop us a, drop us a note and we would love to discuss all the things. Um, but yeah, we need a, we need a title for today. Top shelf sugar. Top shelf, top shelf something. <laughs> the gray, the gray area. Gray. Yeah. Top shelf gray. <laughs> I don't do it on the spot. This is why I don't do this on the spot. So give, give us your ideas <laughs> and we'll pick them. Um, hmm. 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 This is why do I you have any good plan time. for the weekend, Allison, while we wait for a good name to come in? Um, That's tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't really have any plans this weekend. <laughs> Me either. Maybe you should go apple picking. <laughs> 
Um, no. <laughs> hay rides. You should go on a hay ride. <laughs> I'm not going to. Well, yeah. So maybe, maybe I could look into those things. Those are kinds of things that I don't, I don't plan very well. I just tend to be spur of the moment. So yeah, maybe Margie, I'll look that up. Margie says, how many shades of gray? <laughs> Mishmash of nothing, <laughs> Denise says. I love it. Oh, uh, we could get a whole new following if we had shades of gray in our I know, right? <laughs> They'd be very disappointed, though, I think. They would would come and then they would leave. (laughs) Oh, a live show every week. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) The show with no name, mishmash of nothing. (laughs) Kind of uh, like often. (laughs) Top shelf nothing. hyperbole um i don't know all right well we'll have to keep thinking of it we have to end our broadcast now it's time (laughs) all right people before we lose the last 13 we love you (laughs) we love you if you're watching this later on replay on youtube do the thing that you're supposed to do like and subscribe or on any other podcast aggregator that you actually let us know where you do watch this if you're not live yeah Um, Talk to us in the comments. We want to, yeah, we want to follow up on some comments. Where do you find us? And tell us why you watch, because then we'll know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, Allison, next week, I forgot to talk about this. We have to talk about my husband's viral YouTube videos that are like... (laughs) What? You're telling me this now? Oh my gosh. All right, we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. (laughs) That's top shelf content there. (laughs) Well, actually, it's not. That's what makes it so bizarre. Good to know. All right. All right. (laughs) Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. (laughs) We love you guys. (laughs) Love you.